and thank you for joining us. This is the Les Represent podcast about everything lesbian and lady-loving queer. We talk about stories, experiences, and basically just anything that really gets down to the personal nitty-gritty of us. Because who better represents us than us? So here I have a super special guest. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, it's Delaney. Uh, that's actually my, my usual radio voice when I introduce myself on a podcast that I co-host, which is the Earth Fiction Addiction Podcast, where we uh, talk about all things Winona Earp fan fiction uh, with a fairly significant focus on the way hot ship because um, that's what most of the people write about. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't blame them. So... <laughs> So you guys are just a podcast that is catering to basically the fiction of this series, which is freaking fantastic. I say as I haven't finished it myself, <laughs> but let me tell you, those first those first episodes I watched have really captured me. I just need to find time to sit down and really watch the rest of it. Um. So, so talk about how you guys how you decided to start doing this. Oh, to start the podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that was all DW. <laughs> uh, so uh, Dark Wiccan is her handle. Uh, DW is easier to say. Uh, we actually met back writing fan fiction for Willow and Tara. My heart. <laughs> on the kitten board. And um, and then we, you know, a few of us had, you know, kind of transferred over once Winona Earp started, actually, it was DW who got me to start watching Winona Earp. And then our friend, Lara, she was the first to break out and write uh, a great little scene about um, <laughs> about a striptease. <laughs> and I know you haven't gotten there yet, but I'm pretty sure you've seen... Uh, Waverly in the cheerleading outfit scene on YouTube. I have seen so many gifs of that. I don't think I even need to watch the video. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, after that, we all kind of jumped in. And so it, we were just discussing the fix we were reading on a regular basis. I actually had signed up for Archive of Our Own, which is AO3. Um, that's the main site because fanfiction.net actually does not allow for mature or NC-17 rated stuff, uh, even though it's all over that site, but sometimes they'll get taken down and everyone was getting frustrated. And so I saw everyone commenting about AO3. So I joined AO3 and then I got DW to join AO3 and then that's that's where we all live and read and uh we were talking about it on a regular basis so she's like hey let's do a podcast <laughs> and i didn't really listen to any podcasts and now i listen to like five or six on a regular and there's a few i subscribe for work-related stuff which i don't really listen to but uh <laughs> like oh my gosh uh podcasts are freaking fantastic they, they are. They certainly are. I've gotten too into podcasts. I have, like, a list that I must listen to every week. If I, and if I don't listen to them, I get actually very crabby. 
and it, it becomes a thing. Like my wife will call me, she'll be like, hey, can you go pick up something at the store? And I'm just like, I am in the middle of my podcast. Text me. <laughs> and she's like, you need to get a hold of yourself. <laughs> like chill. So I, I might be going too deep into the zone, but at the same time, I have no excuses for myself. Uh, I... I walk to work and it takes me 20, 30 minutes. And uh, that's dedication. <laughs> no, that's, that's my car's broken down and I'm a cheap ass. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I drive almost an hour and 20 minutes to work like oh. every, every day. Like that's to work and then an hour and 20 minutes back. But when you tell me you have to walk 20 miles or excuse me, 20 minutes anywhere, I'm just like, oh, time out. I can't do this. <laughs> I can't walk. So it's. It's less than a mile, but um, hey, I'm finally getting exercise. No, uh, before I moved to California, uh, I in Idaho, I, yeah, it's, uh, I drove. It, it was actually, it was weird from where I was living. It was like 36 minutes exactly to get almost anywhere in the valley. It was bizarre. So no matter whether I was going to see my parents or go to town or go to work, even though those are three completely separate directions, it was all 36 minutes. Um, but then sometimes I would travel for work and uh, I would do long drives that would be a couple hours. And man, podcasts are freaking fantastic for those long drives. They really make them go quick. Yeah. And you get to learn does. stuff. I know. Learning is so great. No, I get it. I I went into natural resources because I wanted to save the trees. So I became a botanist. <laughs> At least you and have then I learned I was better with grasses, so I switched to range instead of forestry. So I mean, you're you're speaking about things that I would have thought were the same thing. <laughs> How do you think trees and grass are the same thing, Erica? I uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> People forget about rangelands. They think range, they think west, but um, rangeland is actually anything that is not heavily forested or agriculture or cement. So half of the world is rangelands. Wow. Yeah. Sorry, so, I was just literally, I was just literally thinking. I don't understand how horses walk through forests because I know how stupid they are with their legs. <laughs> I mean, I love them. Well, that's why, uh, like the wild horses don't, uh, they might be on in a, on the edge, like a dry forest, but I don't think there's any wild herds running through deep, thick forests. No. <laughs> so basically the whole, the whole fantasy of the horses running through the, the forest part is lies. All, all lies. That I'm aware of. That I'm aware of. When the Spanish brought the horses over and left them here, you know. They probably had to figure out how to be in the woods. They're just like, what the hell is all of this? <laughs> uh, we are getting off topic. I'm so sorry. Uh, we're talking about lesbians, right? Right. I mean, <laughs> there is something, well, I mean, we can connect this because there is something about horses that just attracts, like, every woman I think I've ever met at some point. Like, I don't understand what it is, but uh, girls, like, it's like, there's something about a girl and her horse. Like, I, I used to think that was bullshit because I've never been the girl and her horse, but I've also never been 
the girl dreaming about her wedding either. But, like, <laughs> so many women I meet, they're just like, oh, my God, I love horses. And it's just like, is it a girl oh. thing now? Is it, like, something men have been told they're not allowed to be into, even though I see so many men with, like... I think the only time I see men, like, truly, um, what's, what's the word, truly glorified a lot of times is on the back of a horse, like, the knight in shining armor, the, the going into battle, yada yada, but for some reason, horses are, feel like a woman's thing, and I'm, <laughs> I don't, men it must in rodeos, be, yeah. I don't, I don't understand, like, horses are only like, glorified when men are on top of them, but it's like, let me tell you, I, we're in the horse circuit, and, like, literally, 90% of everyone in those circuits are women on horses. Uh, which is, uh, <laughs> you know, that has inspired, uh, hot on a horse has inspired many a fic. One that's, uh, you know, just generally referred to as hot on a horse. So the ranch um, alternative universe, the ranch AU fiction genre is, um, is actually pretty common because... I mean, her uh, last name is Hot. I mean, I'm pretty <laughs> sure she's she's very pluggable into about any situation at this point. <laughs> but I think it's that it's her and her Stetson. You know, people see saw her in that hat and went, "Oh, her on a horse." You know, it does create some imagery that is very attractive. I mean, that's true. There, there are so many lesbics out there that are about ranch hand ranches going with other women and it's like it's huge it's a huge thing i, I want to maybe i'll actually do some research why? and figure out <laughs> what is the connection between women and horses like why why is this a thing <laughs> but um because it's not... the first lesbian novel that i purchased i remember i had gotten back from scotland where i was going to school and i went to visit my brother in portland so we went to pal's bookstore because you know women in books too oh my gosh <laughs> i mean librarians uh, are the shit <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna get distracted on rachel weiss again are we? <laughs> no. she is ruining my life <laughs> oh she gave me life as a young person and i had like why didn't i know then you know like that should have been a clue. Like, why is this so attractive? I want to be her. No, girl, you don't want to be her. <laughs> I mean, she was the reason I got into Egyptian culture and the mummy. And then <laughs> everything after that was... I'm super excited for Rachel Weiss's career, though. Like, she has another um, lesbian... Not even lesbian-centric, but, like, women-loving-women-centric movie coming out. Even yeah. after her disobedience. Like, she apparently signed up for another one right after she was done with disobedience. And I'm this just is exciting. great. Let's do this again. <laughs> it's exciting. And I'm just like, I hope she makes this a trend. You know, I'm not going to be questioning her at all. I'm just going to be like, you do you, honey. You do you. Uh, where the hell were we going? <laughs> I don't know. I am sorry to all of my listeners. I, we're usually more structured than this. But I, I guess that's uh, also the beautiful thing about about being queer is that, you know, it's, I don't know, we're just like everyone else. It's just like there were such a huge facet of people and we're like so different in so many ways. And then all at the same time, we're also so, so much, so similar. You know, we all have a lot of experiences that we've had together, even though we've never known another person. 
like us. That's not making <laughs> that, sense. No, 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 no. I, I get you because what you know when I grew up in Idaho, I, I had, I. There were queer people, but like I didn't know until later that they were queer because they were, you know, hiding in plain sight. They were, they weren't like actively hiding in the closet, but they weren't like out and about. when it when it came to teachers, I'm sure if you had asked them directly, they would deny it because I mean teachers Idaho's can't even have teachers can't even states. have boyfriends without <clears throat> being demonized, and I don't understand why. Ugh. And um, so, like, yeah, I I grew up not around it. Like, I didn't know anyone, or if I did, of course, I am generally an oblivious person, so. Like, I believe the, the health PE teacher, like, <laughs> her in her tracksuit, like, you look back now, like, oh, my God, what a stereotype. Uh-uh. And then I heard later, like, uh, there was rumors about her with with the librarian from high uh-uh. school, like, oh. <laughs> I mean, I ship it. What? <laughs> the PE teacher, the librarian, someone sure. write that for me, please. I'm sure it's out there, but I I need it in my life, even so. And, um, but yeah, and then I went away to college, and yeah, there were, um, it was mostly gay men that I was around, like, I didn't know too many, there there was one very obvious one in my Latin class, like, you know, you saw her and you just knew. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I think I was at a party, and this was, I I did used to be an alcoholic because, uh, well, I was a college binge drinker, and I did it because I was not comfortable with myself. I hated myself, and uh, I was drunk at a party once, and I think I was finally, like, starting to flirt with girls and I think I flirted with her ex and my car ended up being keyed the next morning oh so God. I don't <laughs> um continue <laughs> I don't even know where I was going with this <laughs> like where do we even start out I guess but, I guess let's start with your personal experience because I've, I've read about it on your blog but for those of us who don't like to read <laughs> <laughs> would you like to sum it up Oh, yeah. So uh, I grew up not around gay people. I definitely grew up knowing I was different. Um, I had a realization yesterday. I I made a tweet about it, about my brother uh, was, uh, he he is a musician, but he definitely doesn't really play anymore. He just makes songs, mostly give out tapes. yeah, cassette tapes back in the day <laughs> when, uh, you know, for, for presents. And he actually wrote me a song about being happy to be weird. Um, and he actually does use the word queer uh, in there. So, like, he was actually, I think he was the first person I came out to. And he was like, uh, duh. <laughs> I hate that. I hate that reaction where everyone's like, why well, do it? <laughs> and, um... Yeah, so, I, and I think I was in high school when he wrote that. Um, so, I, I had always known I was different. 
And then when I went to college, it was, um, it was then I was really starting to suss it out because I ended up, I, I was an undergrad for five years, but my, so my junior year there, a girl I went to high school with ended up going to the college next door. And, um, so I, I would hang out with her and I realized what a crush I had on my, on this girl from my school. And, uh, man, there's, I don't know how many people have had this experience, but you really, you really know once you have the sex dream. Oh my God. <laughs> and there are people out there that will legit be like, you can have a sex dream with another girl and like not be gay. And I'm like, that's fine, honey. Whatever you want to tell yourself. <laughs> I mean, I'm not telling you you need to do it, but just it's whatever you want it to, like whatever makes you happy. I don't. Oh, well, it was, it was funny because like the dream really wasn't, um, Oh, my computer's doing something weird. What are you doing? How dare you? <laughs> it I got a pop-up, but it's still it looks like it's still still hear you. It's still going. So okay. Whatever. Uh yeah, the dream was not like it was not obvious or gender specific. It was just bodies, but there was something about once I realized whose body that was, I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you said it. So you said at one point in your blog that you went through an asexual phase. Yes, and I, I think it, that was before, just before that, maybe. And I, it's it's funny that you that you've had that phase because I have also had that phase, and I'm not saying that asexuality is a phase, but I feel like there's there's a certain level of denial where you're like, well, if I'm not interested in men, then perhaps I'm just not interested in anybody. It's like, you don't even consider women because you're that far into the denial phase. And I, I had something like that where I literally was terrified the first time I was getting close to a woman that I was like, maybe, maybe I really am asexual because I was, I was still very nervous. Like I still couldn't figure out how I was going to feel. And I remember <laughs> I remember the first time I actually kissed a woman, and it was on my 20th birthday, and I know details, <laughs> but like, the first, oh, man, the first couple of seconds that we kissed, I literally had this genuine fear of, oh shit, I really am asexual, and then I felt it, and then I was like, oh wait, no I'm not. <laughs> so oh. it's, I'm wondering how many other people have that experience that they're just well, like go ahead i when it comes to identity you know and labels and finding themselves it it oh we we are all humans and humans do like to judge so as as useful as labels are in in finding yourself and identifying and finding your people they can also be counterproductive for sure. And sometimes. So it, in that case, you know, people people will use your label against you instead of using it to find your people. And that's unfortunate. And we're trying to change that because even, even now it's like if you had ever dated or kissed or slept with a guy, you can't be a lesbian. It's like, 
no, <laughs> that's not how that works. Not how that works at all. <laughs> like it's that that that's kind of like I hate to use these words, but that feels like a new age privilege because there's literally been like there is historical evidence it's buried but there's historical evidence of lesbians existing like they might have not have been called lesbian that might not have been a name back then but there's literally evidence of women who preferred the company of other women and though history has buried it they're there and you know the women especially have not had the luxury to express themselves to have the rights to do what they want and then of course the whole you need to get married and have a child and have like the American mm. dream slash make your family proud slash continue a legacy slash fucking whatever patriarchy. <sighs> and it's just to say that that is a thing, that that is what defines a lesbian, is you saying that lesbians have not existed before women having their rights to do what they want. That's a very valid point, too. Um, it frustrates me. It frustrates me so much. Right. And so, uh, and then. In this whole mess, there's there's bi erasure. So these these what 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 bi erasure. So people who are bi and truly. Oh, I'm so sorry. I I didn't understand you were saying what you were bi saying. Bi erasure. I I for some reason I was imagining bleachers and it didn't make sense in my head. I'm so sorry. Continue. <laughs> like I see that oh. word so often, but if I don't. I'm I'm this kind of person, unfortunately, that if I haven't heard a word, like I've read it, I'll recognize yeah. what it looks like. But if I don't hear it, I ah. won't recognize it when someone else says it. <laughs> so. But I, you know, there's uh, the world is complicated, and people just need to stop judging everyone. <laughs> exactly. Ah. <laughs> uh, but right, we're, I'm somewhere on my journey. I don't even know. <laughs> so college, college is where I finally start to figure it out. Um, and, um, well, I, I did, I did drunkenly hit on someone, um, on my roommate actually. And, uh, God, she was so mean to me. <laughs> From she what was I so take mean. your blog, you like when people are mean to you. <laughs> right? And see, I haven't posted that yet. When you post this, I will post that. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, you want to delete it. I won't give away your no. secrets. No, no, I'm not about no, no, that. No. no, that was for you, but it's it's intended to be published on the day that this goes live. Okay, okay. So people I'll, will be able to read it. I guess I will let so, you know when I post it, because it'll probably be <laughs> next week or so. Okay. <laughs> anyway. But, <laughs> so yeah, I, those notes that you got to reread and that we are discussing now, that's fine. <laughs> yes. Um, I had a thing for girls who were mean to me. I don't, <laughs> I said sure. that to my, my cousin once. I, I, we were, uh, my, my wife and I were hanging out with some, with some of my cousins and actually my cousins are all pretty cool. And um, dad made a joke. Like, actually, I like girls who are mean to me. Man, he just lost it. He was he was doubled over laughing. <laughs> Which, uh, there was, you know, I think about me in high school. If I would have put up with a guy who had done anything to me that I let these women do to me, I'm like, no. Well, uh-uh. <laughs> Shut I, that shit down. I feel you. I feel the same way. Like, there's definitely, there's, I mean, that should have been a huge thing about, 
<laughs> finding finding yourself is just looking at how, what you let people do to you. It's just like, men could not talk to me. They could not look at me a certain way. They couldn't do anything. And I was just like, maybe I'm just a really bad girlfriend. No, the answer to that is that you like women and that you won't put up with anybody doing shit to you unless you're attracted you're to them. <laughs> and I think that's the bulk of mankind's problems in general. Is like, we let people we're attracted to do so much more than we should let them. Um, but that is, that is another podcast. um but yeah I I spent five years in my undergrad and I um all I did was get more depressed and drink more and uh just denied it to the outside world um and then I ran away to grad school on the other side of the world uh away from everyone I knew uh, everyone who knew me because growing up I was I was a perfect teenager. I didn't get into trouble. I got good grades. I did drive a cool car. <laughs> a 63 Ford Falcon Futura. I feel like to talk about my car. <laughs> Kudos. Which, also, yeah, that, that, here's another aside. Back in high school, driving around, all the girls would be like, ooh, Look at that guy, and I'd be like, he has a nice car. (laughs) (laughs) I feel you. I feel you. (laughs) Those little signs. And, um, uh, yeah, so I ran off to Scotland, and uh, that summer before I left, I had actually started watching Buffy again. So this is really where it comes down. Bring us back around to representation. Seeing lesbians on TV. My God. Right? Because I am actually the same age as the Buffy crew. When Buffy started season one, they were in sophomore year. So was I. So I watched them in high school as I was in high school. But their third season, you know, by the time I graduated and I was going to work, and uh, I never finished the third season. Like I missed the last couple of episodes. This was back in the day, uh, and you couldn't just stream it online either. You had to right. wait for that stuff to come back around. <laughs> uh, and then I got busy, and then I went to college, and I was in the dorms the first year, and I was not interested in hanging out in the TV common room just to watch Buffy. And I think if I would have, I would have met Tara sooner, and I would have known, oh, God, I would have known immediately, <laughs> especially after the the uh, nether realms scene. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> so I missed Buffy. I caught like a random episode. Um, I was my, uh, I was friends with quite a few of the younger kids when I was in high school. And then, so, you know, years following, they came to the same college I did. So I'd be visiting them. And they were big Buffy fans. And I was watching the scene where Tara gets mind-sucked by Glory. Oh, you're making me cry. <laughs> Keep going. Keep going. And I I haven't seen Buffy since sometime. No, I, you know, I never finished the third season. I'm watching this, and I'm like... Who is that lady? Well, the first part, just before that, um, I think Dawn is with Spike, and I'm like, Buffy has a sister? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
That what was, the fuck is going on? That was my entire reaction on season five. I was just like, who the hell is this? Did I miss something? Did I miss an entire season? Like, what is this? And they did that on purpose. And then, like, okay, and now who is this other person? Oh, that's Willow's girlfriend. Huh. <laughs> I didn't really ponder it too much because I was just watching this random scene, but... Uh, watching them in high school, who did I identify most with? Totally Willow. Hi. Totally, totally the same. I get the good graves. Everyone, I'm, I'm, guys are reliable dog person. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so, and then cut to the, the next, a couple years later, again, visiting, same friends, I think they're still in the dorms for some reason, or did I visit their apartment? Either way, they're watching Buffy. I see Willow in all black, lightning zapping some nerds, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Same. I was just, I was, I was so confused. And then, still didn't watch, I graduate college. Um, I'm about, I have a summer of work before I leave for Scotland. My little studio apartment, it was cute. It had a Murphy bed. <laughs> so the one that folds up into it looks like a closet. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, not to say that was fitting for you, but. <laughs> Sounds, it was. <laughs> uh, but uh, cable came with it. And so whenever I got home from work, right when they were, uh, I think it was FX was replaying all of Buffy, and so I was I was catching up. I was watching. I had no idea what was going on because I was suddenly watching the seventh season. Oh shit, man! So... I don't know what to say about the seventh season. Like I get it, I get where they were going, but at the same time, it was like this is exhausting to watch. <laughs> and so. I watch all of that, and of course I watch, okay, so I, I am from the kitten board, and the kitten board auto-corrects a certain girl's name to just say JFK, like her name is not allowed. <laughs> what the? <laughs> Very specific rules on this board that Willow and Tara are only, and that's it. Like, there's no... I feel you. I had a lot of, when I watched the seventh season, I had a lot of conflicting feelings about Buffy as well. <laughs> I was just like, let her mourn. Like, she, like, I get it. Like, she tried, she literally almost destroyed the world because her girlfriend died. Like, I, like, same, I feel. <laughs> I feel her there. <laughs> I'm joking. But it was like, could she have time to mourn that didn't require her being in a man's body that she killed for an episode? <laughs> Like, that was, like, the only time I think I really, really saw her start to mourn, and then it's, like, and all of a sudden she's Oliver Kennedy. And I'm, like, I get, I guess, I get it. It's the rebound, but her girlfriend's dead. Right? Uh, so, uh... And what was Kennedy? Like, there was there was almost no character development on her part, and I was just, like, I don't need this. She's just a cute little side piece. That's all she was there for. I mean, it. I was she still in high school? Did they... I don't know how was, old she was. Uh, they made a point um, that, that she, she was, was one of the older. She was one of the older um, potentials. I was saying yeah, that because, like, all the other potentials were like from Don's school, and I was just like, "We don't yeah. need this." 
<laughs> no, we don't need no. this. They made it very clear that um, uh, she was out of high school. I think she was even, she was maybe 21 because they show her drinking. But, you know, they all used to come to Bronze and drink anyway. So who knows if that's true. I think I could have lived, <laughs> lived with maybe them getting together at the very end if they, like, slowed their fucking roll and just had... Just had like Willow constantly caught off guard by her like flirting with her. I would have been able to accept that because I th- I think back to Lo- to Willow's like transgression in her sexuality, and it was like she she literally yes yeah, she fell in love with Tara, but you don't really see her flirting with any other girl after that, or any girls flirting with her. So I'm like I guess I could I could see that like her just being completely caught off guard by another girl flirting with her. Yeah, I mean that that throws me when people flirt with me. It's hilarious when it's dudes, though. <laughs> like I, I could have lived with seven, season seven just being her constantly flirted with and her going, I don't know how to react to this. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, so I ended up, um, I think I rode uh, every paycheck. I, I rode my bike down to the Hastings and, and bought the latest DVDs. Freaking Hastings. That brings me back to the day. I don't even, I haven't seen a Hastings in years. They, they just gone, went under. They just went under um, a year or two ago. Goodbye. Um. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I rode my, I would ride my bike down. Um, if, if I stayed, um, if I stayed where I was on the weekends, most of the time I would, I would usually work 410, so I'd go home. I go to my parents on the weekends, but um, <clears throat> if I stayed, I was at the Hastings buying more Buffy DVDs, so I took them all to Scotland with me, and I, they were on constantly. I mean, I, they never stopped playing. If I was sitting in my room, Buffy was on, and <clears throat> and then I found the board, and I I discovered fan fiction, which. Oh my gosh, if I had found fan fiction when I was 15. <laughs> oh my god. I don't even want to think about the crap I would have wrote. <laughs> it would have been epic to see uh, my writing improve, but at the same time, I I still cringe on stuff I wrote six years ago, so I can't even imagine. I cringe on stuff <laughs> I wrote yesterday. So. <laughs> like... Uh, I think that's just like progression is like you don't think that it's good until like you haven't seen it for like several weeks and even then you're like okay it's not great but I'm not like dying when I read it. Uh, well yeah that's why people uh, I've been told by many authors that if you if it's something that you really are into and have been working hard on you really need to put it away for uh, a month to a year and just don't look at it or think about it again before you really get to that first editing. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas when I first started writing fanfic, man, I I would just bust a short story out in a in an hour and not even look it over and post it. Oh my gosh. That's that's what I still do, and I'm still just like... You're still in that stage? Nice. Well, Good for you. I'm still in that stage because I'm just like, I have been stressing over this for a week. <laughs> just throw it out there. Like, throw it out there and let it be gone, and then I'll, like, look at, I'll, like, look at it, like, six months later and be like, okay, I guess I can edit it now. <laughs> After it's been seen by hundreds of people. 
I'm <laughs> yeah. not a good writer, by the way. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, as long as you're trying and use, you know, as basic uh, grammar punctuation rules. That's that's fine. It's okay to be a bad writer. It's okay. Yes, uh, I just want to put that on my body. <laughs> it's okay. You tried. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so uh, being on this forum, talking to other lesbians, talking about coming out, talking about just dealing with all of it, helped so much. So for me, uh, the online community, like if I wouldn't have ever found it, you know, not to be morbid, but... I don't know if I would be here if I hadn't found that. I don't know if I would be here if I hadn't had found Buffy and fandom and representation and other people like me. So that's why representation is important. <laughs> I mean, I have to say that I'm glad that you're here. And I'm <laughs> glad that you found that too. And a lot of people don't understand why it's important they're like you have one gay person on tv you have enough and they feel like we're shoving it down their throats but that's that's not true it's like well right like there's and that not one gay enough. person doesn't represent everyone either no you that know? one gay person literally will find only one other gay person because that's how they validate the relationship in that show but it's like that's just not how it is like and and there's so many different kinds of us too you know I identified with Willow. There's so many people who identify with Tara. There's so many people who don't identify with either of them. Exactly. There are people out there who identify with Glory. And I'm like pretty <laughs> damn sure that she was that she was bi. Like, I mean, I'm not saying it's because sometimes she would be in a man's body, but I'm just saying I think she would rock anyway up till Sunday if she could, as long as she was on top. <laughs> <laughs> but Where then is this conversation going. I don't know. But then, but then that actress, uh, Claire Kramer, uh, everyone, uh, hopefully, all of the lesbians know about the movie Debs. Yes. Does everyone know that there was a short film first? No. No. <laughs> oh, you need to find the short film because oh, Claire Kramer me. plays uh, Lucy. I think she plays Lucy. I mean, she does really good at playing a bad guy. I, I mean, <laughs> even when she was on the good guy team, she's really good at playing the bad guy. Like I kept, like I kept just thinking about her in uh, Bring It On, like the whole time I was watching it, and I was like, "Hey, you and Elijah Dushku were in that. Why aren't you in the same scene?" <laughs> but, oh you know, God, do we want to? Sure do we want to talk about it? Faith and Buffy. We can, oh, we can talk about Faith. Oh my god. <laughs> you know, you know what frustrates me is that they had so much chemistry, and then I, I don't know if you still follow Buffy. Like they have a comic book that still comes out. I know a lot of people are like, "Ew, J Josh Whedon's the devil at this point," but they still have a comic book out where Buffy actually had her lesbian experience with someone else. Uh, and I was sassy. just like, yeah. I was like literally stomping my fucking face into the bookshelf because it was not with Faith. <laughs> it was with, it was with some other Slayer. It was with that Satsu. Was, was who? Satsu, I think. So you already know. <laughs> but it's just like. I, 
Well, yeah, I mean, of course, as soon as I saw, I saw something about it online, I'm like, okay, we, we got to investigate this further. <laughs> we got we to gotta dig into that. And it's like seeing any any women-loving women gif. Like, wait, what? There's lesbians? I need to investigate this further. That's how I feel about everything, and I'm always massively disappointed, usually. <laughs> and I, I get why they couldn't do it. Like, Sarah Michelle Gellar is so freaking heterosexual, which is good for her that she knows herself. <laughs> But she is so far into that zone, like, when, like, I don't know if you saw True Intentions, but there was an interview with her once where she talked about how she had to, like, the reason she was wearing those big-ass sunglasses is that they were actually painted on the other side because she literally couldn't look at the other girl when she was kissing her. Because she said she would ruin the scene because she just couldn't put herself there. And I appreciate her being a big enough person to be like, I'm gonna have to do something about this because I need to make this scene work. <laughs> and her knowing herself well enough, she's like, I don't know if I can fake this if I know I'm kissing a woman. Huh. And I was I, like, I, wow. I, that's, that's interesting. That's, that's probably why Bates and Fluffy, Fluffy, that's what that <laughs> ship should have been called. <laughs> that's probably why um, Buffy and Faith, <laughs> probably why Buffy and Faith didn't have more scenes like that because she, she couldn't, she couldn't make it work because she was just, she knows who she is. At least, so, right? I can't. I can't. But, I can't but the tension and the innuendo—they did play very well. I think that was all Elijah Dushku for the most part. <laughs> and well, I, Buffy made it work. Sarah Michelle Gellar made it work because she was the more innocent party. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think it they, it played off of each other well, and yeah, probably mostly due to Eliza. <laughs> I'm waiting for Elijah Dushku to be in something where she's gay, but if she is also that way, good good for her. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, there's um, uh, even on the kitten board, you know, it was Willow Terra centric, but there was uh, many fic authors who did uh, as as you know a B storyline that Buffy and Faith were together. I mean, Very common. But yeah, Buffy and Faith I thought was the more was the more popular couple. But I guess I I, know, I didn't know of the kitten board. I still don't know of the kitten board. I wonder if it's still up. If I can just go there, it and, is. And look, I know. Hmm. There goes the rest. It of my is afternoon. very much. It's not as active, but there goes the rest of my afternoon. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, I have, yeah, I have gonna... looked for Terra and Willow fan fiction. I just thought that there wasn't a lot of it because. You know, it wasn't of the time when fanfiction was booming. But there's so much faith in Buffy out there, I doubt that's the case. Um, maybe they're just all yeah. in one place that I haven't looked. <laughs> they're, they're all hidden. They, a lot of them start. Some of the best authors I have ever... Uh, I, some of these fics are absolutely amazing. Um, when, when I... Okay, I, I will tell you where to start. <laughs> Bob, you link me your favorite, and I'll start from there. <laughs> I did. I was uh, my my desert island fic from when uh, we did our podcast, where I got to talk about my own writing. It's very awkward. Um, was uh, WT season three, y'all, by Just Skip It, and Just Skip It is from Texas as well, so it takes place. It's a canon divergent where Willow is shipped off to a private school in Texas. And that's where she meets Tara. 
I hate to say this, but Texas is not the best place for private schools. <laughs> I'm sorry, continue. <laughs> but it's uh, it's it's interesting. Uh, there's there's quite a few Texans text Texan fic authors that there's a few fics that take place in or around Texas. Um, it's always an interesting place that they're like, let's. I mean, I get it because it's close to home, but it's. Texas is an interesting place. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you write what you know. I certainly have a few short stories that um, that take place uh, in Boise, Idaho. So, <laughs> big shock there, yeah. With its booming gay community, uh. um, <laughs> it, it's actually it's 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 grown a lot. Uh, they do tend to group themselves in the uh the northern part of Boise North the north end um but yeah I mean there's pride parades I mean that's uh, that's always cool it's always cool when I hear about other states pride parades because I ugh, I'm unfortunately on the oblivious side when it comes to pride parades like pride season comes around and somehow it sneaks up on me every year like how do I, <laughs> how do I not know it's coming <laughs> Dallas like Monday through Friday but either either or, um, but it's always nice to hear that other states have it. Like I always imagine the real liberal states having it, but not like every other state after that. Right. Um, Idaho is the second reddest state behind Utah, generally, at least Utah. in the presidential um, election. Mm. And people think people think Texas, but Texas is pretty big, and you have. In your big cities, you have uh, diversity. Um, Idaho and Utah are not diverse. Unfortunate. Which we can go on another tangent um, where uh, my wife and I are an interracial couple. Yay! <laughs> uh, and boy, if you want some eye-opening <laughs> in terms of, you know, intersectionality, like yeah, white privilege is kind of shown to you uh, when you meet people of color, and uh, holy crap. <laughs> so yeah, Idaho isn't, Idaho isn't diverse, but yeah, we have a, a gay pride parade, which my wife hates crowds of people, so she's like, no, thanks. <laughs> Mine, mine's actually the same way, and I'm actually not fond of parades. Like, I find them to be excruciatingly boring. Like, every year my parents will watch the Macy's Day Parade on in, on Christmas, and I'm just like, ugh. It's like, it's, for some reason, I feel like that parade is, like, four times as long when you watch it on TV, because I feel like they're just doing the same angles over and over again. I'm like, are people really standing down there for three hours? But I think they are. This year, this, this year, I'm actually going to go and do stuff away from the parade because, uh, lo and behold, there are other things you can do than just watch people walk by. Um, but this year, I'm actually going to find out what it is that you can do because I've because uh -huh. literally someone was like, "Oh, I'll sell you tickets," and I'm just like, "You need a ticket to see this? No, you need a ticket to do everything else." Um, okay, okay. <laughs> I just went to the uh, the strawberry festival here, and it's like, oh, this is just like every other carnival, stupid. Uh, <laughs> it, it it it's like the uh, 
Tell me the food was good though. I <laughs> I spent way too much money for a Polish dog and a uh, funnel cake, and I got the funnel cake strictly to make um, a friend of mine jealous because she had gone out of town. Because I, I haven't I haven't made very many friends here. I haven't been in California very long, and I haven't made very many many friends. And uh, she was out of town, and so I, I got a funnel cake. Just text it to her and be like, ha ha, I have funnel cake. Oh my God. And then I, got, <laughs> I had way too much food and sugar, and I got sick afterwards. And I told DW, and she was like, ha, karma. <laughs> I was literally about to say the same thing. I'm glad I don't have to now. Serves <laughs> <laughs> you right for being an ass. <laughs> We're getting off topic again. I don't know. Gosh, this is this is going to be a fun thing to edit because I'm going to be like, do I want to leave in where we were just talking about carnival food for 20 minutes? <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's so it's that's so, all up to you. I mean, it's so, <laughs> like it's difficult to find sometimes to like figure it out sometimes, and at the same time, it's just like you can see our conversation about queer just interloop in between what we're saying so it's difficult to cut around it and just be gay and i think that's actually that's actually the part of being queer you know it's just like uh, what ha what we are in the bedroom or what people perceive us isn't all of us but it is a part of us so it's like you can't really there's not a single person out there that all they are is gay right that yeah, all they are is, is queer so that's the rep yeah. represent podcast and representation is that we are human beings and we're all different. And if I have to sit here and talk 20 minutes about strawberries, that's fine. <laughs> Everything <laughs> I... is valid here. I mean, there's just so much to talk about. Like, I could go on and on and on and on about how just how life is, I guess. The process. <laughs> I mean, because life is life. No, like, I'm going to be editing a lot, though. I don't know how, I don't know if you'd be offended that I cut out some of our conversation or you'll just no. be like, I can't believe she kept that shit in. <laughs> um I, I understand the behind the scenes of a podcast actually as a as a hit to behind the scenes of my own um, there uh, DW has to give a speech when we do an interview you know here's what's going on here's how it works and um, she has to say and if we lose Delaney there's <laughs> the steps that we will go through <laughs> oh maybe I should be so, more legit like that because I, I I have problems all the time. My cat comes around. My neighbors apparently appear out of nowhere. 
uh, <laughs> issues. So, so you need to write yourself a script when you when you get people on. Like here's here's what. <laughs> I mean, sounds like work. I'm joking. I'm joking. I shouldn't be more legit though. I should have a contingency plan of here is like an instruction form. You know, like, here are some topics. Like, usually that's why I give people a list of questions. So I get to know them better. And also, so we have something to go off of. It's just right. that. And for some reason, I, I guess I should, like, send, like, a like a disclosure before I send that to them. And, of course, which is, we don't particularly have to talk about these things. I'm just, I'm just trying to get people to think about what they want to talk about. And my, my biggest thing that I always love to ask people is, you know, where, when is the first time you realized gay is a thing? Because it is actually such an important question. Like, people don't think about it, what, when it was in their life that they just cognitively were able to recognize gay in a way that wasn't an insult. Like, to, right? see, to see it more as, oh, these are, these are people who are outside the norms of heterosexuality, not this is an insult we say to each other because that's what I've been taught my whole life. <laughs> Especially, you know, cause I'm on the, I'm on the, the edge of, of the transition between the uh, generations. So I, I tend to be in both worlds. And I remember that phase where dude, that's gay. <laughs> like, Especially. Uh, yeah, it is. It's fab. It's fantastic. If that's what you mean. <laughs> I, I have a very distinct memory when I was younger, I was actually in California at the time, but I was only in California up until like third grade, so I wasn't there very long. Um, but there was um, a distinct moment in my life that I remember from when I was very young, where my mother was surrounded by her friends and they were all talking about this, that, and the other. And I came into the room and they were talking about her husband at the time. And I came in and I said, yeah, Chip's gay. And everyone laughed. I didn't even know what that word meant yet. I didn't even know what I was saying, but everyone <laughs> laughed and they thought it was so hilarious that this little girl was calling this full grown, very heterosexual, married man gay. And I, I didn't, I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know what the word meant. I just knew that I was getting attention and that everyone was laughing at me. And from that point on, I was like, yeah, I want to be that person that makes everyone laugh. And it's ironic now that actually I'm just that person that's gay. <laughs> Uh, here's um, another uh, random story about <laughs> uh, what is with podcasts and just telling people way too much about yourself. Uh, <laughs> oh wait, that's know. what yours is actually about. That is what mine's about. <laughs> it's appropriate here. <laughs> Maybe not always appropriate on uh, oh, my boy. fiction podcast. <laughs> I mean, if you ever want to come back and tell stories, you're always invited. That's what I love. I love we telling stories. Get, I think we need to get DW involved. I think you would have a hoot. Just the, tell her to hit me up. Of us. Um, but but uh, I, I do have two older brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the baby. I'm the baby girl. And um, the the oldest of my brothers, he's, well, he's a hipster in Portland now. But um, I mean, he, it's not a bad he, place to be, right? <laughs> Um, he's sensitive and a musician. He is not gay, but uh, my uncle, who passed away shortly after I was born, um, he told my parents, he swore up and down that my brother was so going to be gay when he grew up. (laughs) And look what happened. (laughs) 
sorry, wrong one. Wrong one. I was also I was told I was gonna be the tall one too, but that did not end up happening. That's <laughs> that's so funny because I'm I'm the oldest child of five, so I don't know what anyone thought of me really. Um, <laughs> I mean, I was a trailer park baby. There's there's no saying what would have happened there. Uh, but anyway, so I just I'm the oldest child of five, and I am currently or not even currently, but will soon be the shortest of all my siblings. And I don't understand what happened. Well, I actually, I do know what happened. My father is like six feet tall. My uncle is six one. And my grandfather is also six one. So mm. I just apparently grew out instead of tall. And that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> well, see, I can walk up to my, my wee gran and put my chin on top of her head. Oh my so, gosh, I had a grandmother that was like that too. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> Have we been separated by birth? <laughs> well, we are definitely kindred spirits, I can tell that. I mean, uh, we've, been, we've been comparing small, small town stories for literally months now. <laughs> right, um, and when, when I told everyone in Idaho, I'm, I'm moving to California for work, and they were like, oh, California, the liberal state. <laughs> it, it surprises me. I've actually talked to a couple in California, and I was like, well, you can have weed now, right? And they're like, actually, no, the county decides that, and our county said no. And I was like, oh, damn. Uh, Everything I know about other places is wrong, clearly. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't actually do that. I support it, but I don't partake myself. Um, but it... <laughs> but I looked up the population mm -hmm. and I was like I am moving to a smaller town <laughs> than um, well I mean I was living in a small town but as part of a larger valley connected to Boise um, so you'll you have know, to draw Boise... me a map I'm not, I'm not good at <laughs> geography Boise is, Boise is the capital so it is, of course, the large. It is definitely the largest city. Um, but Boise is it's like a lot of cities in that you have these smaller towns. Oh, and it's a metroplex. Yes, and they've all grown together now. Because I remember when I was, you know, ten years old, we we there would we'd be on the highway, and there'd be a couple fields that you would pass before you started seeing buildings again. Like, no, it's all exits and strip malls and gas stations and everything now. It's one very large city with multiple uh, boroughs, you know, essentially. Like yes. all the other metropolises. Yes, <laughs> Dallas is exactly the same way. Like, there's, there's like five different cities just slapped together right next to Dallas, and that's why they call it DFW. Because they're like, where does Dallas end and Fort Worth begins? I don't know, but there's a sign for it. <laughs> there's a sign that's where but there's a sign and actually two cities between us but that's okay um so i was living on the outskirts in a rural area um i grew up on the outskirts in a more rural area but overall it wasn't that hard to get into the city um out here i'm on the central coast um and the and the population like is way smaller <laughs> <laughs> than most of the cities connected to Boise, and certainly way less than the total population of the whole valley. So, and it's an agriculture area, 
Um, so there's fields. Once you're outside of the, there's, it's agriculture. It is small, like, it really doesn't feel that different than being in Idaho. So everyone was freaking out. Oh my gosh. Because, you know, they're all conservative over there. And I'm like, guys, do you forget that I'm gay? And do you think I'm the most liberal person you have ever met, even though I'm actually like, you know, somewhere kind of, well, no. I'm <laughs> they, think, they think you're going to go over there and just become completely bohemian who are about to join a nudist colony, which is the funny, <laughs> which is the funniest extreme that I always hear. Like, I've talked to my grandma, who's the only person who's willing to open her mouth and say things that everyone else would know was very ridiculous. Um, <laughs> but it, it's like their idea of going to a big city and being that liberal is that you're going to join a nudist colony or something of that extreme. And and it's like, wow, I don't even know where you find one of those. Um, so I know that there's... Ran- I know that's a random story that you just triggered. Bring it on. My 10-year high school reunion, um, I didn't make it to, but, you know, we started the online group and uh, we're all trying to connect with each other beforehand. Um, and this girl that I went to high school with, she had, her boyfriend was a couple years older, uh, they were Mormons, so he went on his mission, I think they actually got married, like, when she was still in high school. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, go on. (laughs) And then it turns out, like, um, yeah, she was, uh, she was kicked out of the church, uh, which I, it's, it sounds very complicated and messy because uh, pretty much she was so gay she didn't like having sex with her husband so he was able to get uh, a divorce essentially <laughs> for that reason and she was living in a commune, a hippie commune in like Missouri or something <laughs> they have those up there I mean that's that's an interesting path I can't I mean, no shame in her game for getting out, but <laughs> it just, it's really interesting so, which way people go. Because when I was in high school, I was pretty, even though I didn't come out until college, I was pretty sure there was something wrong with me, uh, which was incorrect. There was something hidden within me that I couldn't yeah, accept. Yeah. Thank you for changing so, your words. Exactly. I- like. I couldn't tell what it was, or at least I wouldn't admit it to myself, but I was yes. basically hey, the I'm only... Different. Exactly. I was basically the only lesbian in my graduating class, and probably in the entire four years of high school that was slammed into the same building was the only, well, I thought I was the only gay one there, even though I wouldn't yeah. accept it to myself, which is funny looking back on. And it, it's like after we graduate and left, like everyone went in their separate directions, and at least four people that for some reason I'm still following on Facebook have, have come out as gay. And not to throw a giant I told you so in anyone's face, but I just wish that we had come to terms with it sooner and we could have been friends. Or or not, because you know some gay people don't get along and that's perfectly fine. Like it could I just I just am upset because it could have been something. Like I still would have been single through the entirety of my high school years, but I mean I could have had I could have had more friends. Maybe. 
I mean, I was friends with the artsy people, which was a very, very small group. Uh. But it's my school wasn't exactly clicky, which thank God. But you did tend to hang out with certain people. And they were all, like, the artsy people. So it's, like, whatever they got into, I got into. So I had, like, an artist phase. I had a writer's phase. I had <laughs> I had a theater phase. So, and I really enjoyed those kinds of people. And then, of course, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to the big city, and I'm going to try to be an artist. And then I <laughs> fell in love with graphic design and failed. So, oh, well. Oh, well. <laughs> So, so big, what, what was the size of your graduating class? It was 92 people. Okay. Which, so was, even then, that is debatable. Big. That one's actually debatable, because certain people apparently didn't pass the test, and they had to do <laughs> summer school, and then some people dropped out of that summer school, so the number fluctuates every time I look at it. Oh. <laughs> it was supposed to be 92, is that? It was supposed to be 92. Um. Mine was 199, so that was, and at that time, holy cow, we had just exploded then. Mm -hmm. uh, and we we did we had the 13 year club, which even though I had moved to Idaho, I moved when I was five, so like people did had no idea that I I hadn't always grown up there because I'd always been there, and um, yeah, I mean. It was it was a massive amount of people and like we definitely we definitely had our groups. My favorite story from high school though is I was such a nerd. <laughs> Aren't we all? Um, that was a band nerd. I mean, that was if oh. I I wish I could have been out and proud and gay, but I was out and proud and nerd. <laughs> I mean, and that is one step closer, honestly. Um, and I made it so, like, all of us nerds wore our Letterman jackets with pride with our band instruments, and of course my letter had pins from choir and academic decathlon. <laughs> At least you had an academic decathlon. I think I went to one, one theater competition, and it was... They had to fit, like, 15 different schools in it to make it worth them having this competition. Right. So there were some people who were on the bus for two hours to get there. And it was oh. like, welcome! Welcome! <laughs> but you still couldn't figure out where your class was because everybody looked the same. Um, <laughs> I've had that problem. It's like, do I go to school with them? I know I only go to school with so many people, but, like, you look exactly <laughs> like them. And it turns out they're cousins with them, and it's like, oh. of course, of course. <laughs> so How all the surrounding areas have, yeah, have all the same family. So yeah, my my town was was small and yet big. Um, it, it's definitely bigger than most, but the small town mindedness was definitely there. Um, yeah. All the all the bigger schools from the city, we were the we were the <laughs> the sheep fucking. You know, Hicks from on the outskirts of town. It was like, oh, that's fantastic. Rude. <laughs> we didn't even have sheep, so I guess we didn't have that luxury. Well, I know, well no, actually, there's a few Basque families uh, in the area as well. There's actually a, a decent Basque. Uh, what? A Basque block. And, um, what does that mean? What's Basque? Basque is a, is a it's an area 
It's, it's a, it's a, uh, shit. <laughs> Take your time. It's one of those cultures that um, exists. It's as its own, but it was never its own country. So it's in like Spain. But uh, a lot of the Basque people, when they came over, they tend to be uh, shepherds. You know, so, there's so much more going on up there. Like you're you're talking about like silk and Basque, and I'm just like, what the? What are we missing down here? Like, <laughs> like uh, you're telling me you're in a small town, but you clearly have more like cultural differences than. Oh, you know what? I can't say that because we have so many different Latin American people here that it's like, I don't know. Right and. Uh... What growing up, it wasn't until I was taking high school Spanish that we had our first um, actual family from Mexico that had moved in. What? <laughs> and of course, now now there's a significant uh, population, a significant migrant worker population as well. Um, but I yeah. I mean, I, for some reason, I just assume they're everywhere, which is silly, because I, I tell this joke all the time, and my wife hates it every time I tell it, but it's like, she, in, in England, there are no Spanish-speaking people that are of Latin origin. I guess there might be some people from Spain, but that is not, is not at all the same kind of culture. But of course, they have Mexican food over there, and they, they don't get the pronunciation because no, they never hear from anybody. So it's like she came over here and she talked about how she wanted some fajitas. And I was like, what are you trying to say to me? Man, I love some fajitas. <laughs> fajitas. Oh my god, if I said that to her, she'd slap me in the face. <laughs> I joke, I joke. My wife would just look at me. Which is, the, which is her equivalent of slapping me in the face anyway. She has uh, but, one of those looks. Yeah, and it's just like, it's always so funny when my mother-in-law comes over, which she's done twice, because plane tickets are expensive, but it's just every time they come over, it's like they they wake me up to the point that our culture is so distinctly different from theirs, and that the people that you let in does change your culture, and does give you more of it, which I think some people would argue, but it doesn't matter, and it's just, <laughs> it's just such a vast difference. Such a vast, vast difference. Right, and growing up in a small town, how many people in your small town have never left the small town, have never <gasps> met other people? <laughs> <laughs> I will leave that right there. Because there are a lot of people, like I, I, I have unfortunately been around a bit like I I do not talk like someone that is southern and that's mainly because I moved around a lot and my my mother has never been southern herself so while my whole family like if you like talk to them long enough there'll be like this weird twang that comes out of nowhere um <laughs> it's just like I moved around through small towns a lot so while I'm saying I'm a small town girl it's not that I stayed in one small town for like all of my life I was moving around between different small towns and let me tell you the small town mentality is always there but there are such vast degrees of small town mentality like there was literally <laughs> a town I went into that it felt like it was just the whole 
place was toxic. Like, you were either straight-A cheerleader or you were a delinquent. And there was... There was a, a huge, there was a, there was a huge border that if you crossed it once, you were delinquent for the rest of your, rest of your life. Um, my mother got arrested in one of those places once. Once. <laughs> I went, I went back there several years later and they pulled me over because I was related to my mother. And I was like, I haven't been here in seven years. <laughs> like, you can search my car, please, go ahead. You can even clean it for me. There's like, there's nothing there. And it's it's just, unfortunately, there are those small towns where it's like, you were on one side or you on the other. And I was so glad that I left there and went to another small town where they literally lived for hospitality. That they were the nicest place I had ever been. They had these quirky people who were different, and you weren't damned for it unless you went to the police station. Oh. You know, like, they waited until you were arrested to start, to start like, being like, that's a bad seat over there. <laughs> and it was just, there's, there's a difference. Like, small towns are scary, but there are the small towns that have heart, and then there's the small towns that are, like, clearly you have... You clearly have Confederate yeah. flags everywhere and you shoot your gun off every Sunday. Oh. Like, in <laughs> fact, I'm glad that we're doing the podcast now because we're actually missing somebody shooting round that he does every freaking Sunday. <laughs> it upsets me. Like, ugh. Uh. I just want to disclose in Texas, not everyone likes guns. <laughs> Especially when I'm considerably, like, I'm, like, legitimately concerned that a straight bullet's gonna hit one of my horses all the time. It's upsetting. Uh, like, find another hobby. Like, your hobby is very expensive. I know. But yes. find another one. <laughs> God. Every time my wife calls me and says, uh, I found another gun I want. I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> I mean, I'm all for people protecting themselves, and you can go to a shooting range and have fun, but a lot of people out here, they don't go to shooting ranges. They go to their backyard. Uh, and I'm just like, please stop. And I can always hear when someone has, like, a serious, like, automatic <laughs> weapon. <laughs> exactly! And it's just like, you don't... There is no Why? situation where Why? you're going to need that weapon to protect yourself. But if you're an enthusiast and you just like the power it gives you, Fine, but go to a safe location to do it. Don't right. just go to your backyard because you can't see your neighbor. Like, <laughs> and I, I get that. Like, literally, I see one of my neighbors that owns the church next to his house. But my other neighbors, we have, like, a football field between us because there's just pasture out there. And, ugh. <laughs> I mean, there's there's almost nothing worse than someone treating their backyard as their own personal firing range than the neighbor I have that I don't know where they are, but they bought a peacock. And it is not fair on the rest of the community. <laughs> like, I don't know if you know how loud they are, but I have roosters next to me and they don't compare. Yeah, I, I it's like, what is that strange screaming sound? Are there children being all, hurt around here All somewhere? the time. No. I can do my best peacock impression, but I don't want to lose listeners. Like, no one likes those creatures. <laughs> we're, getting, we're getting off topic. We, we're definitely representing the small town. <laughs> Why are peacocks legal anywhere anyway? Like, aren't they an endangered species somewhere? 
Uh, I actually don't know anything about peacocks. <laughs> well, I know that peacocks are the males of the species, and I know that nobody wants peahens because peahens are actually quite unappealing looking. They uh, they're they're drab. It's like a, a pheasant. Exactly. So no one like it's like they have these single peacocks running around all over the place, and you wonder why they're screaming all the time. Because <laughs> they, there's no women around. They can't get laid. <laughs> Like, it's so ridiculous. So, hashtag Erica does not like peacocks. <laughs> oh, man, we totally got sidetracked again. What the hell were we talking about? I don't know. I guess here's a fun subject that I know that you're going to find a way to sum up for me that is probably gonna be difficult for you but let's talk about why you love Wyona Earp and why you like love it so much that you just dedicated yourself to a podcast just for the fan fiction of this of this show right because some people the uh, most podcasts in relation to a show are about the show itself of themselves you know so it's a rewatch and reaction and talk about themes and whatnot <laughs> and ours and there's plenty of those. I mean, mm-hmm. Winona Earp is so beloved that it already has at least three or four spe- uh, show specific cons even. That's amazing. So, right? <clears throat> um, and so for those people not watching it, um, I came to it as many lesbians did. I came for the gay um, today because I am gay. I was told there were lesbians and I wanted to see women kissing and that's what I showed up for. I'm going to make a t-shirt that just says I came for the gay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Continue. I'm so sorry. I, I, you probably realize now I'm easily derailed. (laughs) It's, I've seen it, and now I'm just like, be quiet, be quiet. (laughs) Um, but I definitely stayed because the show itself is so beautifully done and written and all of it. Because it's about Winona Earp, and it's, I guess, for those people who haven't seen it yet, Winona, the, the name Earp is familiar. Yes, this is connected to the Wyatt Earp, the famous, uh, you know, um, what was he? Was he a sheriff? Marshal? Something? Yes. <laughs> Historical figure in Western time, in, in, uh, in the Old West, and uh, and the storyline is that the outlaws that he put down in his life um, there's a curse involved and they come back to haunt uh, all of his uh, relatives down the line. So we're, we're down a few lines and Winona Earp now has to get rid of, to get rid of the curse, she has to kill off these 77 uh, demon outlaw revenants that Wyatt Earp killed. And what makes Winona so popular is that um, she is not a perfect human being. She is, 
she has issues, she is damaged, and not all of it her fault, you know, some of it, uh, the whole town, the, the whole town treats her as an outcast, as a crazy chick, as, uh, you know, so she is the, she is the unlikely hero, um, and it's just, like, and that leather jacket, damn. <laughs> Right? The fact that she's attractive and kick-ass helps. But, um... Like, it's just... Jawline for days. I don't understand. <laughs> Excuse me, that's not the part of this podcast. Continue. <laughs> but, I... It, 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 it clearly leaves me, like, speechless. I cannot properly put into words how beautiful this show is and for someone like my other major fandom has been Buffy like I remember I was fairly young you know when Cena came out and I remember watching it and of course I didn't pick up on the subtext because I'm oblivious uh (laughs) sorry I was that oblivious when I was young. That's how. Maybe you didn't see all the episodes. Because honestly, I don't understand how that show was constructed. Because when it came out, I was very young. Like, I was even too young to to realize that plots were a thing. Because um, <laughs> they didn't show kids my age plots. They're just like, here's something funny. Yeah. Um, but seeing it, you're right. Seeing it now, it's just like, mm-hmm. wow. That is, <laughs> that is the gayest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> And freaking Ellen is in this world now. This is the gayest thing I've ever seen. (laughs) Sorry, continue. Uh, But it was just, yeah, it was like super cheesy and and really funny. And it was, uh, but you know, I, if I had been older, I probably would have been more into Xena, but Buffy was, was my hardcore fandom. And I never really fandom over anything else. Um, could it be then, said that there's not, there hasn't really been another show where we had a kick-ass dysfunctional character? <laughs> I can't say that. I don't watch enough TV right. to say that. Yeah, I, I mean, Charmed was a great thing, I guess. Were you not into I Charmed? Was... <laughs> Would oh, your yeah, parents me. not let you watch Charmed because they thought it was the devil? Because that was my parents' excuse for a long time. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I, I was lucky that my parents were never... There wasn't ever anything that we were we we were told that we could not watch. In fact, it was my friends would come to visit me, and <clears throat> and spend the night, and they'd go home and tell their. I had a friend who watched Saturday Night Live, and her parents called my parents and reamed them. <sighs> How dare you let her watch Saturday Night Live? <laughs> I mean, my stepmother, like, unironically told my brothers that they couldn't watch Harry Potter because it was witchcraft. Oh my gosh. They were that, they were that kind of people, and it's just like, and to describe how the kind of people they are, literally, the next year or so after that, they let them watch it because they were just like, ugh, struggle. And they just gave up. That's kind of how I, how I introduced my wife to them, too, was they just had to put up with it. And then they were like, okay. (laughs) Uh, so yeah, I mean, Winona Earp has been pretty much my only other fandom that I've been this involved with, because, um, 
And that's, that's the other thing that makes me different. I have talked to other people who prefer to, uh, when they ship and when they write fan fiction, they prefer non-canon ships. They like to root for the two who aren't together. Oh, you know, I see they're, it all the they're time. Super core fans because sorry, super corp. I don't want to get yelled at for not putting the P in there. That's okay. <laughs> Swan Queen is the same way. Like my wife is like hardcore Swan Queen. And I'm just <laughs> like I, I look at it, I'm like, oh yeah, they're cute. And she's like, you don't watch the show. Be quiet. <laughs> Like, you don't, you don't see my suffering. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know what kind of suffering we've been through. So, uh, there's different types of fans, and I'm clearly, I'm for the in-canon ship. I want proper representation. I want you to show me these women as a couple. Um, and, Man, you know, I wish that's... I was that dedicated to that. <laughs> that's... Uh, I mean, I've shipped people who have literally been in one scene together and looked at each other, and I was just like, why did I do this to myself? <laughs> like, like, I don't know if you ever knew about Sailor Moon, but I did ship two Sailor Scouts that literally, I don't think they've ever spoken to each other at all, and I was just like, I ship it. And now I'm just um, like, what have I done to myself? <laughs> well... From what I've heard from the person that I talked to is that, um, especially when writing fic, you, you're allowed to break away from the box more. You know, you're not stuck yes. with, um, yes. yeah, <laughs> like, you're, Artistic I, get liberties. Stuck, I get stuck writing sometimes because am I doing this couple justice? When it's your OTP, your one true pairing, like, you have to do them justice. You are, for- like, you you are, like, the gold star <laughs> fan, because I, I am trash. <laughs> I am just trash. I mean, I, I will be like, is this, is this, is this in character? You know what, I'll just label this AU. It's whatever. <laughs> No, we had an interview with someone like, who cares? It's an AU. This is fan fiction. I don't care. Whatever. This is my own. Like, I do what I want. Respect to those people. I, you know, good for you. I have to, I have to do my OTP justice. And it does make writing difficult. And from what I understand from people who do non-canon pairings, you're not as bound to that. Oh no, non canning pairings made me realize that I might like girls. Like that was that was my that was the start to my ascension. <laughs> that was the start was being on fan fiction and seeing pairings that made no sense on earth. I think I think the biggest one I was into embarrassingly was Teen Titans, which I look back on that and I'm just like, why did I do that? And you know what? The saddest part is if I still think about it, I still ship them. Uh, did you ever watch Teen Titans? I should not be saying this to my podcast. I'm just like labeling myself a, like a huge loser. Um, but I was totally my, into... My wife is a nanny and yeah, the kids watch Teen Titans, so I've seen... Well, uh, are they watching Teen Titans or are they watching Teen Titans Go? Those oh, are sorry, two... they're watching Teen Titans Go. Yeah, because <laughs> Teen Titans was the shit back in the day. I loved it. 
and I loved Raven because I, I felt like I connected with her on some level. <laughs> and then, of course, I ended up shipping her with her villain nemesis, which was Jinx. And I, I love it. I love it still. And it's just, every, now everywhere I look, I'm loving that pairing of the hero, the hero with falling the with the villain. And she's really an anti-hero. She's not really a villain. Right. But it's just like, but that redeemable villain, that's like, she's flawed and she couldn't, you know. And you're not in the Swan Queen yet? Oh, I don't have... I mean, I once looked up a diagram on how everybody, who they were supposed to be in the Disney world and how they were related, and I said, oh, no, this is too much. <laughs> and I, that's just, that's just it. I don't have the time to dedicate. Then it got complicated. Oh, I'm so sorry. I just, I watched, I watched some of it, and it, it was just too complicated, but not only that, but I really couldn't dedicate my time to it. So I'm just going to sit on the on the sidelines and hold up a candle for everyone who ships it. Because <laughs> I feel them. I'm for those redeemable villains. And that's also my my wife's favorite trope is those redeemable villains that you just, you want them to get together with someone else so they can be loved by somebody. <laughs> and it's just, ugh. Uh, so the characters my wife loves, because my wife is not really into TV, so when I can get her to watch something with me, uh, she usually likes it a lot and then watches it without me. But uh, <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> um, but like on Lost Girl, um, the Valkyrie and the Morgan, like the two bitchiest, hard ass. I'm gonna. <laughs> Or rip your head off women. My wife likes those. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know what that says about me. <laughs> no shame in her game. <laughs> I feel it too. Um, I just like women in general. <laughs> Do I yeah, have to I, have I, a preference? No. <laughs> That's a bad stereotype. I shouldn't say that. Um, <laughs> I've, I've seen that so, some of the Twitters. Those are pretty hilarious. Like, no, like, I, I like all women. Women are beautiful. Women are gorgeous. Women. Women. Oh, that's, just how, that's how the tweet goes. It just ends with women. Enough <laughs> said. Women. Enough said. Uh, right? Like, that's how gay I am. Like, how did I not realize that's how gay I was when I was younger? Because women, man. I mean, come on. <laughs> I exactly I I feel it like I was just like I don't understand how it was ever a question in my mind it was literally like why don't I like any of these guys oh I mean I guess I'm asexual no honey no honey that is not what happened there <laughs> and not, like I'm not said, saying anything bad about asexual people yeah, at all like go aces go like, them that's cool yeah um I, and then there's, there's, I've been learning all the new terms. There's like, ace is also inclusive of sort of multiple. Because there's like demisexual where they're not, they really have to know someone before they're sexually attracted to them. So they generally consider themselves ace because they're not like sexually attracted to. I mean, I can see why people get confused. That's not what Gen I thought that was. <laughs> I mean, I know that ace is a spectrum. Yes. Like, I know that that's a thing, just like everything else in the world. There's a spectrum of how far you go. And it's just like, 
I wish that that would just be the thing. Like, can we just have a spectrum and everyone have a rating on their spectrum that they just... And I guess you can't even say that because people are no, fluid. because you're never going to be on one point on the on the line. You're going to move. I mean, I'm, depending on the hour, even sometimes. I don't know. The, the only lines that I'm into is really, is it a 40-year-old woman or is it like... <laughs> I'm joking. Um... <laughs> Okay. My wife likes older women. Uh, <laughs> She's you know older women. You know what's so funny? Me and my wife are also the exact same way, and we're only three months apart. <laughs> we're only three <laughs> months apart, and it's just like, how did you do? And we're just like, we don't know. <laughs> we don't know. If you ask my wife what her type is, I her physical type, I do not fit it. That's the joy <laughs> of love, though. But as she told me, uh, she had she had wished for certain things, and then I came along and I fit those things she wished because the people that she was dating, her type, were not compatible for a long term relationship. <laughs> but that's just kind of oh, that's it's just cute. kind of lovely, though. I guess <laughs> it's just because you just find love when you're not looking for it. Most of the time. I haven't, I don't think I've ever spoke to someone who is truly in love with who they're with that's ever just been like, yeah, I was looking all over and then there they were. Oh, nope. no, that's how my grandparents actually fell in love. <laughs> anyway, whether that was love or obligation, I will never know. Oh, but yeah, I, I met my wife online with the intention of being friends because what I understood from the media is once you know one lesbian, there's a whole bunch of them. And then essentially by connecting with one person, I could find myself a group, a pool of lesbians with which to date. That's what the L word freaking teaches people. You're just somehow <laughs> going to find a lesbian and then end up dating their fucking ex-girlfriend. And then that's the stereotype. Like, that's the most... <laughs> right, From what so Twitter has story. taught me, that's not entirely wrong. <laughs> So how my story went is I found the one other lesbian who's like, I don't have any friends. <laughs> 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 so we decided to be friends. Well, up until... And then we decided to be Go more ahead. than friends. <laughs> well, up until Twitter, I actually, my wife was my only lesbian friend, and I failed being friends with her, so... <laughs> <laughs> but I don't... I don't know. The, the world is a funny place. We were talking about Wino Herb and we just, this is good. This is, we went into the right direction of tangent. We went into a gay tangent. I wish the rest of the podcast was that, to be honest. I just, but I think we might need to wrap we things up. We need to be wrapping because, it up, yeah. Because you got places. Yes. We, speaking of which, I need to listen to your podcast. I did not do my research before I did this and I'm terribly sorry. Well, it's, with my podcast being so specific and that you haven't seen the show in its entirety yet, um, you know, I, I can understand. <laughs> but legit, I should, I should listen to it, though. Maybe I should finish season one first. Do you have any season one specific episodes, or is that not how it works? Because I know it's about, I think I said it's fanfiction related. There wouldn't be a way to do that. Unless you're like, here's a fanfiction that has all the characters that were in season one and no characters that are in season two. I mean, <laughs> has season no, three I'm... come out yet? Because I'm still, I'm seeing tweets of Why Not Earth season four. And I'm just like, did the third season even come out? 
they just finished wrapping season three. And yes, that's Urban hardcore Urban. dedication. Just like Urban you're Urban. done, go on to the next Urban. one. Urpers, we call it polite, no chill. Uh, that's true. You guys are like the nicest fandom. <laughs> I don't. I think I've ever come across that's that big. Like, that's insanity. And we will swarm on on these social media sites to uh, get what we want. So, <laughs> and I, I actually, the woman came into my workplace the other day, and she she was older than me, and she said something about amaze balls. And I legit almost said, do you watch Winona Earp? And I was like, no, Erica, that phrase has been used before. And I just, like, didn't open my mouth. But, but... it hasn't been used in Latin. <laughs> <laughs> there we go, some Tepaliarx to pet balls. <laughs> uh, I took Latin, so. I I mean, I, I a dead language that most of the world apparently knows. <laughs> You can't tell I, me Latin's not used anymore. I think the movie industry in general has made has resurrected Latin as not being a dead language anymore. <laughs> uh, see, I took Latin because it's useful in science because a oh, lot yeah. of things are described in science. You know, plant names uh, uh, that essentially, when you describe any biological thing, uh, most of it they're still, their descriptions are fully written in Latin. And then you get the, the two-part name from that description. So the name, the scientific name for a species generally is in some way describing it. So if you know the Latin, you know what it's describing. And some of them are kind of dumb, like Pinus ponderosa is ponderosa pine. So that, you know, there, there's the easy Latin. And then there's... Um, you know, there's the whole family of Asteraceae, which aster meaning star or sun, you know, it's, those are sunflowers. I love learning. <laughs> so if you know Latin, and then it's also helpful to know Latin because, um, if you know English. Latin, it's also a lot easier to write a fantasy novel because you'll just change the name to something in Latin. <laughs> I'm not dissing on anyone, I swear. I just see a trend. <laughs> um, it actually helps your English because... Maybe I should learn English Latin. uses the Roman alphabet. Roman alphabet is Latin. All Romance languages are based from Latin, and they use the Roman alphabet. Hmm. Maybe I should learn that. Because my English is awful. <laughs> it is my first language and I'm just really awful at it you know funny story when my sister was taking Spanish like the school for whatever reason would make you take home a slip to give to your parents where they write down their expectations why I don't know and my father literally wrote on there how is she supposed to learn Spanish when she doesn't even know English correctly <laughs> and she legit gave it to our teacher and my teacher was just like Really? It's like, at least he's honest. That's harsh. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't know. My, my father has, like, two settings. He's either making dad jokes or he's watching TV. That's the extent of what he does. Um, that sounds about right. <laughs> typical, typical country dad. Those are, those are the settings. Anyway. Uh, 
<laughs> we got off again. Where are we at? We're trying to sign off here. I are we? I think so. I thought, I, where, I thought that's where you were leading me. I was trying. <laughs> I'm trying so hard. So if anyone who runs their own podcast can tell me what am I doing wrong, please send me a Google Docs form. <laughs> I, you need to talk to DW, man. She is an expert podcaster. I believe it. I, you know, I could probably learn more from other podcasters, but I'm also, I just love talking to people and just becoming friends with someone. And I feel like if you stick inside of certain guidelines, it the interview becomes very serious opposed to we can just talk about shit for an hour and I just feel like I know you a lot better as a person. <laughs> uh, I can feel like the audience could know you a lot better as a person uh, as well. Yeah. Uh, it, I'm okay with this format. I think it works for us. I don't know if it works for everyone, but it works for us and that makes me happy. Aww. Or, or should I say gay? Yeah! <laughs> Uh, anyway, <laughs> I don't know where I I'm going. I think I'm funny. That's the important part. Uh, that's how, that's my that's my motto. It's my catch line. I think I'm funny, and that's all that matters. I think that's the only thing that can offend me these days is when people tell me I'm not funny. That I'm just like, excuse you, I am fucking hilarious. Anyway, anyway, we should go because you have your own podcast, and I don't want to disappoint your listeners. <laughs> So, um, uh, we record ahead of time, so it's fine. <laughs> we record in advance, sh- like, in advance. We have sh- you don't want to ruin the magic. People think this stuff is on the fly. <laughs> anyway, oh, so much planning and stuff involved. Yeah, crazy. <sighs> this is why my podcast isn't going to go anywhere. I don't think I do any of that. <laughs> I just find cool people on the internet, and I'm like, hey, do you want to talk to me for like two hours? It's, you know what, that's your format, that's your thing, you make it your thing, you embrace it, be proud, go with it. Aww. <laughs> make it yours. Aww. I'll have to work <laughs> on it. I'll have to work on it. Too. <laughs> you, you should be, you should be. Anyway, I guess, is there anything else you want to talk about, or do you, are you okay with just telling people where to find you? Ah, uh, yeah, I, I should probably close out. Yeah, so... Uh, I can be found. Um, I I do accept Facebook requests. I know a lot of people. That's you know that's generally a private thing. They don't because it's not as anonymous. But I am Delaney D E L A Y N E Baranek B U R. Wait, I don't even know how to spell my own name. Oh no! <laughs> we'll edit that part. Uh, maybe <laughs> you can we will see. Me. Oh, arch. <laughs> okay. You can, find... <laughs> you can find me on Facebook at Delaney Baranek. D-E-L-A-Y-N-E. B-U-R-A-N-E-K. You can find me on Twitter at D-T Baranek. So, pretty much yeah, same spelling there. And uh, that's... Oh, and my, what is my blog? That's probably dtbaranek at blogspot.blogspot.com. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have yes, blooper reels, but I make that. 
www.blogspot.com. I don't even update that very much. Pretty much Facebook and Twitter is where you'll find most of it, and the rest will be linked generally on Facebook and Twitter. And the podcast is on Twitter at EFA underscore podcast. And I also run the Facebook group. If you want to go find EFA podcast on Facebook and like us and follow us there. And then the website for our podcast, efapodcast.com. You can also find us on iTunes, you know, and, uh, well, I don't think Google, I haven't found it on Google yet, but most other podcasts, downloading subscription services, I think you might be able to find us if we're on iTunes. If. <laughs> <laughs> you might be able to find us because we are on iTunes. Okay. Be- <laughs> I just thought that you didn't know what you had out there. And I'm just like, wow, DW does run everything. <laughs> she really does. I, I pretty much just show up. It's she's the best <laughs> that's awesome well it was it was so great talking to you today and i mean it was it was a hell of a ride where we were going we didn't even know but uh, comes down. <laughs> are you about to start singing the same song no. i was thinking of because yeah. that's literally what was happening <laughs> i mean that song like we are all the same wavelength i love this because Man, yes. <laughs> that song is like deeply ingrained into my childhood. Um, anyway, <laughs> so we didn't know where we were going, but at the same time, that is the beauty of life that sometimes it doesn't always have a point A to point B. Sometimes, you know, it's not even on a label spectrum that you can easily identify with, it's just all over the place. And so I'm we're really back to a station, so we shall disembark. So we shall go. Well, thank you, and I don't know. Have a great rest of your day. <laughs>